Thank you for listening to the Streams Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We are a community that strives to know Jesus and make Him known. If you like our podcast, subscribe and leave us a great rating on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy. The last six weeks uh, before this last Sunday, we've been going through the book of Ephesians. We did a chapter each uh, Sunday night in youth, and normally we have uh, our, you know, a speaker, uh, either Emily or I or one of our leaders will prepare a message and we'll break off into small groups, but this one was a little different. So we, we took um, week one, Ephesians one, we, we kind of broke off into small groups in, in, in our main room, uh, and we kind of talked about it in a more of a Bible study fashion. It was really, really cool. And so we went week by week, and we went chapter by chapter, and the one that really spoke to me was the one that I got to share with our youth students, and that was Ephesians 2. Um, and the reason why it spoke to me is I had one of those revelations, right? I had something jump out of the page when I was reading this and preparing um, these small group questions and these discussion things that we kind of had prepared for our, our small group discussion. Um, and I don't know about you guys, I am kind of sick and tired of hearing about COVID stuff, right? Or like, now that it's like we're done with it, let's just be done with it. But you guys haven't heard my COVID story, so I'm going to tell you. Um, um, but now that the dust has kind of settled, I realized that I have been holding on to a lot of things, a lot of things, a lot of aspects of my life, and I've just been kind of picking them up and, and holding them and, and holding them on my shoulders just any way I can. Um, and that reminded me, when, when I was younger, my mom used to tell me um, that I was like Samson, that she, she kept telling me that I had these big shoulders uh, for a reason, when I, way, when I was way younger. Um, and so I didn't really know what that meant um, exactly, but these, these big shoulders to carry a lot, to do a lot. Um, and I think that's, that's evident throughout my life. I think um, the loss of a father figure in my life at a young age or being an older brother or moving around so many times that I didn't really have a place to call my home, whether it be school or an apartment complex in Tucson or, or anything like that. All these things I had kind of like picked up and said, this is my responsibility. This is my problem. So I'm going to take it. I'm going to carry it. I'm going to call it my own. I'm just going to carry it myself. I've got this. I had an I've got this mentality. So much so that when I was... Um, probably 13 or 14, we moved away from Tucson, and I had this almost separation anxiety from Tucson. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Tucson, but I remember looking back when I was in high school thinking, man, I love that place. I just love it. I had so many memories and had rose-colored glasses, and it was just awesome. I went to school, middle school right across the street from um, the U of A football stadium, and it was, it was awesome. Tucson was pretty cool. And I went back there like three months ago, and it was, it was rough. <laughs> like driving down Fort Lowell or Baseline, it's just it's ghetto down there. Um, and so at a young age, I moved away from Tucson, and I had this almost separation anxiety because I had taken it upon myself. You know, I, I said, this is my problem. This is mine. I'm going to own this. I've got to figure this out. And so I did. I made this habit of kind of picking up these problems and, and, and carrying it all myself, all me. I had this. And I think we've all been like that recently. I think we've all had aspects of our life that we've kind of picked up and put, you know, kind of carried it any way we can. We try to fit it in. And then we wonder, 
why we're tired, right? Why we're, I'm going to church. I, I, I love going to church. I'm involved in youth group. I, I love worshiping. I, I listen to K-Love. But that's not a joke. You guys don't listen to, you guys don't listen to K-Love? Um, okay, thanks, Sean. Um, no, but I think we've all kind of done that. And uh, I think Pastor Lloyd said it best when he said, COVID has been the great revealer, right? It's been the great revealer of, of issues and problems that maybe we haven't faced in a while. And I definitely, I definitely saw that. And I, I, it was in Ephesians 2 when I had this revelation that I hadn't been giving a whole lot to God. And I had been carrying all this saying, I've got this. And I think we've all done that this last little bit. We've been in survival mode, right? It's just getting by. And I think uh, I was definitely there. And maybe you've been in survival mode from even before COVID, from before we were in quarantine in March of last year. And you've been in survival mode for a long time. And uh, I wanted to share my revelation from Ephesians 2. So we're going to open to Ephesians 2. Everyone, open to Ephesians 2. If I don't see you looking down and trying to do something, I'm going to be upset. So, no, I'm just kidding. Um, and this is the Bible study mode coming out. We were just coming out of this Bible study, so I'm going to be like, you guys better be open your Bibles. Um, but we're going to start in verse 1 of Ephesians 2. And uh, this is Paul writing to the church of Ephesus from a prison cell in Rome. Right, you guys? You remember that? Yeah. That's right. See? They know. Um, so Ephesians 2, verse 1, and this is going to be through verse 3. And he says, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. If you notice, that's past tense. You were. He also says that the way we used to live, we followed the ways of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. And in verse 3, he also says, uh, we, we we all lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following our desires and thoughts. But this last sentence in in verse 3 kind of sticks out a little bit more. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. And I noticed reading through the book of Ephesians with all of our leaders and and youth and and our youth students, Paul tells it as it is, especially in Ephesians. He likes to just kind of straighten to the point. Um, And he's saying this in past tense. Like we've all been in this spot of before God was in our lives, before God changed us. And so this is before God. Before God, we were dead in our transgressions and sins. Before God, we followed the ways of the air, the spirit of disobedience. Before God, we gratified the cravings of our flesh and followed our desires and thoughts. Before God, we were by nature deserving wrath. Paul even says all of us lived among them at one time. So no one is outside of this group of before God at one point in their lives. And so if we follow what this is saying, giving in to what we want to do, being selfish, sinful, disobedient, selfish, and deserving of wrath. This is us before God, right? Paul's setting this up, before God. Then he switches gears. He says, but, in verse uh, 4 there, he says, but, transitioning, because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved, here and God raised up with Christ and seated us in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages 
he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in kindness for us in Jesus Christ. So Paul is reminding us that yes, before we were dead in our transgressions and sins, by nature deserving of wrath. But because our God loves us so much, he changes us and shows us the incomparable riches of this grace. Do we deserve it? No. No, we don't. But God does it anyway. And so this is us after Christ has changed us. Christ changed us. Um, we were given new life when he raised Christ from the dead. He changed us when he raised us from the dead. And after Christ changed us, we were seated with him in heavenly realms. And this seating in heavenly realms uh, is a reference to the same power of eternal life when Jesus was raised up in the same way. Eternal life, not a one-and-done moment. Eternally, we're seated with him. Paul taught that those who truly come to, to faith in Christ can anticipate future eternity with the Lord. So, we are deserving of wrath, but now Christ has changed us from the dead and seated us, or raised us from the dead and seated us with him in heavenly realms. But then, Paul goes on to say how and why we've been changed in this way. And this is verse 8, so follow along with me. Stick with me here. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And it is not of yourselves, it is a gift from God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So this is the reason, or this is why and how God changed us. And this is what kind of stuck me in my tracks reading this. Um, because we have the before the life change. We have after life change. And then we have life change through grace. Through grace. Not something that we can do, but by grace. For it is grace, by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of of God. And so all this time being in survival mode, I didn't even try to work out my faith by giving it to God. And if you remember when I said I, I have these big shoulders um, that my mom used to say to kind of hold a lot of things, a lot of aspects of my life, a lot of circumstances, um, and I made a habit of doing that. And I think looking back at this last season, I totally had that same I've got this attitude as when I was leaving Tucson. Totally the same. The feeling of having to protect my family in a worst case scenario of the world ending. I've got this. I'm going to figure it out. This school year, my first year of college, if you guys didn't know, I am in college. Um, and I, I go to, thank you. I go to Southeastern, uh, Southeastern University in Florida. I'm getting my bachelor's in organizational leadership, which is pretty cool. Um, but I'm doing that to apply in the church. So if you guys didn't know, I am going to school for this, just so you know. Um, um, but that was my, this is my first year of college. I just finished it. And man, that was rough. And I, said, I kept saying, I've got this. I can do this. I did high school. I can figure it out. I've got this. My first year of ministry... I said, I've got this, right? I said, I could figure this out. I can make this transition work. 
and the splintering of relationships all around me from either high school or, or COVID or, or whatever else, I said, I'll figure it out. I've got this. I can do this. And I kept saying that over and over again. And I can't remember one time where I said, God's got this. It was almost like I didn't have the faith that God had it, you know? And after reading Ephesians 2, verse 8, it made me realize that God has the grace for me. All I had to do was have the faith to give it to him, to give all these things I was carrying around to him. And we all know that we can surrender our lives to God. I'm going to go out on a limb and say most of you have probably already done that. That's why you're here. But life change, this life change that Paul is talking about, isn't exclusive to inviting God in your life the first time. This is not a salvation message. Our relationship with God isn't one where we can say, all right, I'm saved. I know what Jesus did for me. I'm going to put him on the shelf and come back later and, you know, ask for whatever. But this verse right here, it is by grace you are saved through faith. It is by grace he changed your life through faith. And he can do it again. It was in that moment I made this connection, kind of just preparing this Bible study, where we're just reading through these verses. I gave that up to him. I said, all these things that I'm carrying, I, don't, I can't do this. I cannot carry all these things alone. We're not meant to. We're not meant to say, I got this. I've got this. I'm going to figure this out. I can, I can beat this addiction myself. We're not made to do that. And God wants you to do the same. Philippians 4.6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. God wants to be invited into this that we're holding so he can take some of those things away. But I think we've all been holding on to these things and saying, I can figure this out myself. I've got this. But God wants to take it. He wants to give you that grace. But we have to work out our faith by asking him to take it away. So we're going to work out our faith this morning together and present our requests to God. And I know when you're thinking, and maybe I said some of these things that I was carrying or I've been working through, God's presented to me, that there's something in your head or your heart that just won't stop kind of buzzing around. That is your Heavenly Father saying, listen, I want you to give this up right now. That is what I want. This right here, this is what I'm holding. I want to take that away from you. And so, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to invite um, the worship team back up. And while I'm praying and and, and they start playing, I I want to ask all of us that we take a look at what we've been holding on to this last year, this last maybe even couple years before COVID, this survival mode of saying, I've got this, I can figure this out. I want us to pray that we, we can give that up to God right now. And we could say, God, it is by grace you have changed my life, and it is by grace you're going to take this away. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I just pray that every heart and every mind in this room can be encouraged by the words that you have given me to say. And that taking a look at all these things that we keep saying, I've got this too, we can give that to you. 
You don't want us to do this alone. You want us to give it to you. And I pray that when we do give this up to you right now, God, and we say, God, I, I can't do this alone. I want you to take this from me. That that doesn't just leave when we walk out those doors. That is a, a lingering thing, God. That we don't just pick it back up and say, okay, that felt good. I'm going to do this over again. But that when we give it to you, God, it stays with you. And that we say, God, I have the, great, I have the faith that your grace will be in this situation, this relationship, my home life, my work life, my addiction, my problems, my insecurities. I pray that in Jesus' name right now, God, that we can give that all up to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon. If you want to know more about us, you can find us at streamschurch.org or on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you enjoyed this content, subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Till next time, have a great week.